0: Pat.
1: What's up, everybody? Paplin here, and welcome to episode 1080. 1080. That's like a snowboarding move, right? Anyway, or skateboarding or anything that requires turning a certain number of times. I'm not going to do the math right now, but anyway, sorry, that was a dumb intro, but I'm going to keep it because this is real life, and we're here on Aspat 2.0. This is a coaching call that you're going to hear between myself and an entrepreneur just like you and the problems and the pains that this entrepreneur that we're talking to today are very common, likely you've experienced or are going to experience a number of the same kinds of things. Ryan Whedon, he's a hairstylist. His uh, specialty and superpower is balayage, which I didn't even know what that was until we had this call. And you'll hear what that means actually. It's a certain sort of style of of hair coloring. But anyway, he has this growing and very successful membership website. And he's having a hard time understanding how to prioritize the things he needs to do in his growing business. He's still in the sort of early startup phases, but it's going really well. And we want to make sure that we manage his time and his tasks properly. He's also got an eight month old with them too. So there's some life balancing situation stuff that we need to talk about, which we're gonna get into today. And guess what, we're just gonna dive right in. So here is the coaching call with Ryan Whedon from mastersofbalayage.com, here we go. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Welcome to Ask Pat 2.0, thanks for being here.
0: Thank you so much, Pat. I've been looking forward to this for a long time.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
0: Gosh, it's funny, because if you ask me on a different day, I might be saying I'm, I'm doing something completely different, but I guess that's the, <laughs> the mind of an entrepreneur, right? Right, you, exactly. Always, my wife always tells me, no more projects, because I'm always the one coming up with the big picture ideas and things. Quickly, what I do is i a hairstylist by trade, and what I've actually done is I've gotten into the online world of membership sites. I saw a gap in the industry in the, in the hair world, and what I wanted to do was I wanted to give hairstylists the training that I never had growing up because it was a struggle trying to find my place as a hairstylist. And when I was first got into the industry, I didn't have a lot of direction. There weren't a lot of a lot of places to go. This is before social media and everything. And and there were, really weren't many paths for hairstylists. So we weren't looked at as somebody with big bright futures, if if that makes sense. So it wasn't until I started to follow people like Brendan Burchard and and other other gurus that I started to see this potential of what you could actually do with online education. And so I created my own educational platform. I have a company called Masters of Balayage, which is we conduct both live educational events on on a platform as well as online subscription-based education so that we can reach more people around the world. And we started that company about four years ago, and it's just been taking off like gangbusters. It's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. So Masters of Balayage, where can people go to learn more about that and, and your company?
0: Oh, of course. They can go to mastersofbalayage.com. And uh, a lot of the, the men will probably be like, balayage, what's that? It's what it is. It's a, it's a specialized highlighting technique. It it gives you that, that lived in type of a beachy look for, I, I like to think like maybe Victoria's Secret girls. It looks like their hair is just perfect, but it's been customized that way with with these types of specialized highlighting techniques that look very, very natural. It looks like they grew up at the beach. And that's what we provide here. And especially, I'm in Southern California as well. I have a, a hair salon in La Jolla, and that's where I based myself out of before I started these other companies as well. Sorry, I'm a little scattered today. I didn't sleep. That well, <laughs> got a little one at home.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's all good. <laughs> Ryan was just talking before we hit record. Uh, it was a rough night last night, and I remember those. So, you know, just more power to you for being a father and an entrepreneur and somebody who's raising a little one and a business, too. So uh, can you spell for us balayage really quick?
0: Of course. Yeah, balayage is a master's of balayage. We call, we're called the mob which is very cool. We've we made a play on the word. So I'm, I'm the mob boss <laughs> in the industry, which is very cool. Uh, Balayage is B-A-L-A-Y-A-G-E. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that.
1: <laughs> cool, man. Uh, well, tell us what's on your mind.
0: What is on my mind? Well, I'd say my biggest challenge right now is everything is going really, really well. I would say prioritizing is one of my trickiest areas right now. And I was working last night trying to figure out a way. It's like, okay, and you know this, you you have kids and you have other responsibilities and things and probably things that you have on the back burner that you really want to get to. But it's like, okay, now that time is really, really limited. What do I have to do now? What is the most important thing to do now to push myself ahead? The hardest part for me is trying to filter out all of the the BS that we, we want to spend our time with, because maybe it's a little bit easier, maybe it's a little bit more fun. But we know that if we focus on the big picture items that are going to be in that like first quadrant if you're thinking about like Stephen Covey <laughs> and what what he does is that like, that's that's what I need to always keep focusing on and it's hard it's like if I only can do one thing today what is that thing so I'm just trying to really juggle life
1: how are you trying to organize that is uh do you have any techniques or, or systems
0: not really no I've that's one of my biggest battles is I'm the big picture guy and i'm also the the technician and i another book i refer to a lot of is the e-myth revisited where we we talk about like you know in order to be really successful you need to have the big picture guy you need to have the manager you need to have the technician if you don't have those three elements then it's really hard to be 100 successful And, and, and for me that really rings true and managing time managing tasks and things, and that is just not my strong suit at all. My wife helps me a little bit, but she's also raising our, our baby most of the time, and I'm helping out when I can. She also does the branding for our companies, so she's scattered as well. So right now, it's we're in a really tricky tricky area as far as like trying to figure out how to harmonize work, life, and personal. So I'd say the hardest thing for me is trying to have a system. It's trying to come up with a system and sticking to it.
1: Well, This has come up on the show before, a very similar problem where just the visionary, right? You're a visionary. I'm a visionary. I've interviewed and have coached other visionaries. And a book that has been popping up in the entrepreneurial space recently has been very helpful for us visionaries, and it's called Rocket Fuel. And it's one that I highly recommend you read because it's literally all about the visionary and the integrator roles. So very similar to E-Myth but um, just two people, because a visionary can't be both. Uh, ultimately, they, they, they might have to start out that way. But eventually, there needs to be another person who can help take a lot of those busy tasks that still have to be done off of the visionary's plate, because that's not in the visionary's sort of scope of work. It's not in their zone of genius, as, as you might hear it often referred to. So Prioritization, even without an integrator, is, is still really important, though. I think it's it's step one before perhaps finding an integrator and, and hiring others. Are you, or have you ever explored, um, before we get into some sort of self-prioritization, have you ever explored hiring others or building a team to help manage a lot of the processes?
0: Yeah, we've started to do that. As we've expanded more and more, we have begun to grow our team, and we do have people that actually teach, aside from myself, I used to be the the sole educator. I used to be the one traveling six times a month and, and of course that that takes a toll pretty quickly but so then i'm like okay obviously i can't do this anymore if i want to maintain my sanity so we ended up hiring a team and and thankfully i don't need to travel quite as much anymore i still have to go Travel around maybe a couple times a month to different events and things. But I'm doing bigger events, and my staff is doing smaller events, which is great. And then we also have other people that are helping out with some of the social media, taking some of the struggle off of my wife's plate, and, and helping us as well. And we are building our team slowly, but it's still. I don't want to say it's hard to to let go of certain things, and that we know that we know it better than anybody else. That's the trickiest thing: it, trying to hire the right people. And still, we're not. We're doing well financially, but we don't want to over, overshoot. We don't want to hire somebody for a salaried position in, in case of like oh, we can't afford it. So we're still in, I don't want to say startup mode because we've been doing this for a little bit, but we kind of always are a startup until- <laughs> This is very true. <laughs> you know, because you're always trying new things.
1: <laughs> and, and you're still in that early phase where it's going to be difficult to hand things off. And I remember when I first started out, even handing off like voiceover work for an audio book was hard because I was like, no, this is my book. It's it's my voice, it should be that. And this is way back with the architecture website. And I, I'll tell you the first taste of like having somebody do something for me without me actually having to do it and seeing how much better they could do it and faster, it just changed everything. And, and then it came back in 2014 when this podcast started. This podcast would not be possible without my team helping me because I just didn't have the time. And so I kind of let go just to kind of experiment. And then I've been off to the races, kind of handing off everything that I can lately, just so that I can focus on the top priorities in my business and then the top priorities in my life. And And the big lesson that, that that sort of story shares is you don't have to hand off a bunch of things, just the little, minute, tiny annoying little tasks, sometimes those are the things that really get in the way of, of our bigger thinking. And, and to hire out for those things first on a small scale can be a great sort of starting point before you then go, okay, I'm going to hire somebody for a salary position to kind of take over and, and actually help make decisions, which is sort of phase two. And that is a little bit of a battle as well, because it's your business. And it's kind of weird to like bring somebody in, make business decisions. It's like almost like, bringing somebody in to raise your kid for you right in a way and it's kind of weird but when you hire the right person which does take time and there's a lot of great information out there about hiring first of all even if you hire the the wrong person you don't have to stay with them, you can fire them. And that's, you know, it's it's not like a forever permanent thing. If you choose wrong, then you're forever doomed. But it can really be somebody who can help support on the sort of technician side of things and relieve a lot of that additional stress. So people can really help relieve, but at the same time, you got to be careful because people can also add stress. You don't want to micromanage these people. You don't want to have them come in and change things, which takes me then to a lot of just what makes a priority a priority for you. And, and, and having that filled are built into your business into your mind and into your family in terms of what would allow you to say yes and what would allow you to say no like what are the what are the rules that you're creating for yourself to help you define what that yes is or what that no is have you created any of those rules do you have any sort of uh, boundaries there
0: I started to work on that last night. That now that you say that, and one of them, of course, is urgency. It's like, okay, when is the the deadline for this? And and I and I was even shortening it to to dead. I'm like, okay, if I, like if I don't finish this, I'm dead. Like I got to get this done. <laughs> so I was thinking, for instance, the probably the most pressing thing I have now is on Monday. I'm doing a keynote speech for this event in Houston, and I know I need to, to revamp it. I need to because I did one for a similar event a couple weeks ago, and it went really really well. But I wanted to clean up some of the, some of the speaking points and some of the slides and focus it a little bit more. And then we had some, some digital hookup issues. So I want to make sure that I have everything geared up for that. And I leave on Sunday for that. So I, that is urgent. And it's also very important to me because I want, it's, it's a direction I want to go. I want to go into more of like the empowerment to help people with business and branding and in the hair industry for now. And that is very important. And of course, the time is ticking. So that is one way that I classify priority. Like It's got to get done um, now. Another priority, which I know is huge, but it's not necessarily urgent, is I'm going to start building up my list more with webinars. And I have a great product. I provide tons of value. My online training site, which is different than the Masters of Balayage, it's still a portion of it. You can access it through mastersofbalayage.com. It's called Balayage Online, and that's where people can go and they can get video training. I call it the Netflix of Balayage where they can go and they have a monthly, low monthly membership there. And of course, we all know the value of, of subscription-based sites, especially if they provide value and you get customers that stay on for a long time. So I know that could be a long-time solution for creating massive income and, and reaching millions of people worldwide. And, but of course, it's just like there's no real urgency to get that done as, as opposed to just like this could be great if. Like right now, we're, we're doing really, really well. I mean, it is making about $20,000 a month, doing great. And, and I haven't really been pushing it much. I've been putting great content together, but on a um, business standpoint, there's no overhead, very little overhead. You know, I pay for somebody to help with the editing, which I, I was doing all that myself. And that's one thing I did hire out to do. I found this great video editor. He does the, the videography as well. So he's fantastic. So that took that off my plate because that was an added stress ball. And then um, I, 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 pay. I I use Kajabi. I know you use Teachable, I believe, right? Yeah,
1: and Kajabi's great. I have a lot of friends who use Kajabi too.
0: Yeah, so I, I used Kajabi and it's been working out fantastic. So as a business model, that's fantastic. And, and I don't have to worry about hiring a bunch of employees and things. So I think my goal down the road is, and in, in down the near future is to focus most of my time and effort on that.
1: Well, there's definitely optimization opportunities there. It's already working. You can triple down on that, double down on, on that if you'd like. And and when you've considered doing that recently, like what have you been doing instead?
0: I have been working on things like, yeah, it's, that's the question. I've been, we just moved into a new house, which is awesome. But of course we were in had a tricky escrow and life has just been like taking us for a loop with the kid and everything. And life has been great, but it's been, it's been challenging and it's been hard to we had to hire somebody new in our salon and that's been working out great, but everything from taxes to, it's, as you're saying, all these little things start to build up and then you just push it away, push it away. And then by the end of the day, you're so tired. You, no matter how much coffee you drink, it's not going to give you the, the clarity you need to, <laughs> to create great content or, or a great focused plan.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it, this is just one of those seasons of life. And I know from my own personal experience, having two kids myself, it's a busy time. And although there are clear goals, which is great, I wanted to make sure we had some clear sort of opportunities in front of us, which there are. They're, they're right there, right? It's just one of those seasons where it's gonna be a little bit more difficult. And I know from my own experience that, you know, the kid's gonna grow up a little bit and be a little bit easier, but then they're gonna go through a phase and it's gonna get harder. And so, you know, one thing that was really helpful for me is definitely communicating with my wife about the things that absolutely needed to get done so that I can sort of lean on her a little bit, but not so much that it just feels like she's just being used, if you will, but knowing that she's doing it to help and also has something sort of as a reward on the other end in some way, shape or form as, a, as sort of like, like a thank you because – let's say, for example, I have like a launch coming up for a course, I'm definitely going to lean on April more and let her know, hey, you know what, I'm not able to pick up the kids for these next couple weeks, because I'm going to be in the office working with my team on this launch. But after that, I'm definitely going to be there. And, you know, I'm going to make sure that I pick up the kids. And, you know, I'd love to give you time uh, back afterwards. That's like, there's no such thing as 100% perfect balance. But there are seasons of life where just the scale goes so far on one side, it just becomes difficult to bring it over. And that's where giving yourself a little bit of sort of prioritization in terms of you know a lot of smaller things. Like some of these things you're talking about, you have to do, right? You have to do taxes, you, you have to hire people. And luckily, those aren't things that are ongoing and just adding on forever. They're kind of one-time things in, in like kind of a get things done sort of situation. They're just, you, you do them and they're done and they're off your plate. And hopefully there's sort of a list somewhere or in your mind, maybe we can take that out of your mind and put it on paper somewhere, of all those little things that are just kind of one and duns. That would then allow yourself and give yourself some time to work on this other stuff that is high-level business stuff that's going to add a lot more dollars into the bank such that you could even have a goal of, hey, if we get to this level, then I'll hire somebody because that'll that'll be like almost we're paying nothing for it because it'll be just with the additional profits. And it should relieve a little bit of, of that stress when it comes to hiring somebody when you have that reward for yourself. So. I don't know how and what motivates you, but for me, it's it's definitely a lot of the rewards on the other end. What motivates you most when it comes to your business?
0: I would say it's quality of life. I would say that. I maybe mean, we recently, as I said, we moved into a, a new house. I, I've never been able to buy a house in the past. It's our first house, and it's and we thank you. We we bought this amazing house. It's it's a dream house compared to what I would have wanted ten years ago. And of course, now as you every year it goes by, your sights get set higher and higher as an entrepreneur but I mean, I'm just, I, every day feels like a vacation here in a sense where it's, I have my own office space in the backyard, which is just incredible. I have a studio set up. It's just, that's cool. It's so cool. Yeah. In Cali. Yeah. We're in, we're up in Escondido. So it's very cool. We wanted a place with a little bit more land. And of course you just don't get that (laughs) in San Diego by the coast.
1: Yeah. And yeah, you're up in North County. You're a little bit more North than me, but we're actually probably 20 minutes from each other actually, which is kind of interesting. We could have done this in person. Yeah. I'm in, uh, Sort of in between Rancho Bernardo and Escondido.
0: No way. Okay, yeah, next time. Maybe we can do that. That'd be yeah, amazing. we should.
1: And then, like, you could tell me how bad my hair is and all that stuff.
0: <laughs> exactly. And help
1: me out with a balayage. Yeah,
0: no worries. I'll give you some fresh blonde <laughs> tips. <laughs> I have some
1: terrible dying stories. When I was a kid, I tried to be one of those 90s boy band members, and I tried to frost my tips, but I didn't, I didn't know you had to, like, bleach your hair first, or else it was, like, not going to do anything if you have dark hair. Anyway, it was just stupid. I was... Trying to be a cool kid. Oh, and, yeah.
0: Those are the days of sun in, right? Where you, you blast it with sun in and lemon juice and you stay out in the sun for 14 hours. Right, and,
1: right. And then
0: uh, you have orange hair,
1: <laughs> the little hairnet with the holes to bring the tips out. And then you just like, it's so dumb. Okay. Anyway. It's about you. Okay, so I think we're on the right path here because we're starting to sort of take the things out of our brain that are kind of messy and, and put them on paper a little bit. And that's that's the number one thing that's helped me with prioritization. With you had mentioned earlier there's like a ton of things that you want to do, and that there are you know, like little things, big things, other goals. You gotta get them out of your brain in some way, shape, or form and put them on, on post it notes or an Evernote or in a notepad or something so that you can begin to start actually understanding okay, well, what of these is most important? What is only a one time thing, what's a repetitive thing, what is something Thing that yes although I like it and it would be fun I probably shouldn't do right now and you can begin to start organizing them and then going okay well here is the sort of handful of things that need to happen right now and then you can take action on those things and the nice thing about this is now those other things are out of your brain and just the mental clarity that happens when you do that and the fact that hey like the stuff isn't gone and it's not a never it's just not right now I have a literal shoebox where I put brand new ideas in because I just don't want those ideas to be lost. And what usually happens is if I don't do that, they stay in my brain and I they just come up in my day randomly like, oh man, remember that idea I had? And then I just kind of go down this rabbit hole of, of ideas. Whereas if I put it in the shoebox, it's kind of like, at rest and I could bring it back later if I want. And then if I have more time later, if I finished a project and I'm ready for a new one, I go back in there and I shuffle through and I see what I'm most interested in, or I go to my audience to see what they need help with next. But that mental clarity that comes with just, you know, seeing what's in your brain, because our brains are great at coming up with ideas, terrible at organizing them. And I think that that's that's sort of step one. And step two is the sort of filter you use to go, okay, well this is a priority and this is not a priority. Obviously there's gonna be things like, that are have to be done and then there are things that are coming up that you've already committed to, like this uh, speaking engagement, and then you can kind of reverse engineer, okay, well I need to spend this much time and, and do that. And then you can communicate with the people around you to make sure that you do have that time. But for me, one thing- Thing that's really important that might be a nice sort of homework piece at some point or something that at least think about is sort of my filters for what makes me say yes and what makes me say no and i have you know a list of core values things that you know are important to me for example one of them is like i will never promote something just for the money possibility i have to have some sort of reason that would be able to help my audience to promote something so that's a core value right so if i get for example somebody going hey pat like i have this product i'm going to pay you thousand dollars for every customer that comes in i already know that okay my filter goes okay don't do it for the money let me see how this product works first and if it doesn't then despite the money it's an easy no and that's a business related sort of decision making filter i have some personal ones too if something is going to take me away from my family and also take up my brain space while I'm with my family at a certain level then it's it's a no as well. For instance, I had a business opportunity not too long ago where I could have created a hosting company. I had a partner, I had a, I had a business uh, associate come up to me and he was going to start a hosting company and I was uh, he he wanted me to come on board and with the clout that I have, he knew it would be a, a smashing hit. But it would also require me to the way he wanted me involved was to move and was to be in charge of like these giant buildings and servers and go in an office and be the CEO, but also have to wear a suit every day. And I'm like, this is not the lifestyle that I want. So although that business opportunity is there, it's a a no. And so my core values, but also my business goals, does the thing that I'm doing, or does the idea that I have actually fit with my business goals? And if it doesn't, even though it might be a great idea, well then it's an obvious no, or not right now. So creating those filters, you know, running any decisions through those filters is, is a great thing to just help you go, okay, well this is my yes, this is my no. Because the truth is when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else.
0: Correct, right. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. And I feel like when I first started Masters of Balayage and, and really when things started to click, I really didn't know where I wanted to go. I really didn't have a, a clear picture. I knew I wanted to educate and create this educational platform. But I, of course, when you first start something, especially in a startup, you don't really, you, you, it's really hard to do a business plan these days because things happen so quickly. Yeah, and things
1: change. Were you saying yes to kind of almost everything? All the I was kind of
0: saying, I was doing the, the basically kind of like spray and pray. I was doing the ready, I read somewhere, the ready fire aim where it's just like, okay, let's throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. And, and that's cool at the start,
1: right? Yeah. But you said you've been doing this for four years now? Yeah. So it's about time that you kind of like step up as CEO and go, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. And to always tie that into your lifestyle, which is the most important thing to you. I mean, it's going to be a lot easier for you to, to sort of manage that time and manage and hire the right people and, you know, know like what opportunities are yeses and what opportunities are noes. It, it may mean that like, for example, if you know that the speaking thing is something you want to do more of, well, then that means maybe there's going to be less of the content writing on your website, right? Because you only have so much time on your day so you can hire somebody for that instead or or what have you. So this this, this I think, is a great first step and a great start. And I think for everybody listening... Like, do you have a list of filters that you use to say yes or say no to? Because I remember when I first started, I was the yes guy. I wanted to say yes to every opportunity. And that's kind of what you need to do at the beginning. But eventually you need to grow up and become CEO and be able to start, you know, manning up and making decisions and being okay with saying no. And that's that's one of the hardest things to do.
0: 100%. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So what do you think your next steps are from here, Ryan? Well, I'd say after this call, which has just been awesome, thanks, Pat. I think the first thing is is really get clear on my core values, so that I can easily say yes to certain things and no to certain things, and and, and feel good about it, and feel that I've done something according to what I believe in. Definitely that, and I I do like the idea of the shoebox of ideas because I'm always coming up with things, and I and I put them in. They're they're scattered around like my brain, where it's like a, I'll have some of these ideas written in my my notes, my computer. Some of them will be on a piece of paper. So it's like about trying to find some kind of an organizational tool where it's like, okay, put everything in the same place every single time. So that way you don't have to think about it, you don't have to search for it. It's like, this is organized.
1: And then when your baby continues to grow and you get a little bit more time back, And I don't know if there's like more kids in the future or what, because I remember it almost felt like a reset when I had baby number two. But baby number two was definitely a lot easier because you're kind of just like, oh, I got this one handed diaper changes, all this stuff. Uh, Not really, but um, eventually. Teach me that one. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, that's definitely not my expertise. But one thing that I do now with especially now that the kids are in school, this is something to look forward to is I take this sort of Gary Vaynerchuk approach of. Of ninety ten. He uses ninety percent of his time to do all the things that he needs to do and you know the things that are on his task list, the things that are just he needs to do. And he allows himself ten percent of time to explore this is how he's able to be sort of on the forefront of brand new platforms and experiment with new things and always be the one who seems to be first at things. It's because he's actually giving himself time, which I think he and you and I are very similar in that. Like we we come up with so many different ideas and he's allowing himself to explore those ideas even now, but with a very limited amount of time. So it kind of gives him that taste of something new and that excitement and exploration. And sometimes those things pay off and then he can go more full force into it. It's almost, It's almost like kind of like a, surface level exploration and then if it like proves to be something worth continuing going into he'll do like a deep dive on it and then incorporate it into his business and that's something that I've been doing a lot more now of as well and it's been really fun and that's why like the switchpod which is my latest invention with my videographer which is a tripod switchpod.co you could see it it's it that was done with the extra 10% of my time and it was kind of fun and exciting and it was definitely not anything that fit into my current business goals it was just a side thing But again, it was like, I allowed myself that to happen with that 10% of time. So whether that is something that's possible now, Ryan, for you, or maybe something to look forward to, that has been able to help me scratch that itch as an entrepreneur, but still maintain top level priority for for the other things that I have to do.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great strategy because I I know now, and I'm getting more and more clear, even though it might not sound like it, on what I need to really start to focus on, which is the online and it's our our educational platform growth. As far as the salon, I don't really see that taking off doing much more than it is now, so that might be something that I don't doesn't really take a lot of time away from me now, so it's fine. I have an idea of where I want to go, what I want to do and, and I'm getting more and more clear on it every day and especially with somebody like you with your incredible insight, this is going to be much easier.
1: Go cool, man and make sure you check out Rocket Fuel or listen to it. I listened to it on like 2x speed and finished it I think in like 3 hours or 4 hours. Like you're going to be nodding your head, like, oh crap, that's me. Mm-hmm, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, and then the other one, the integrator. Oh, I would, I don't want to do that. I need to find somebody, and and you will. So cool, man, dude. We covered a lot. So one more time, where can people go to learn more from you?
0: They can find me at, at Masters of Balayage, um, and again, that's Masters of, and spelled Balayage, B A L A Y A G E dot com. That's going to give us information, give everybody information about our online educational platform for hairstylists. And also on Instagram is one of my biggest platforms. You can find me on Instagram at ryan.weeden And that's W-E-E-D-E-N. ryan.weeden.
1: Cool, man. I'll be sure to, to check you out and, and make sure to put the links in the show notes for everybody. And dude, thank you so much for coming on and being vulnerable and sharing and, and uh, all the best to you in the business. And uh, congrats on the new house and the new little one. And just, uh, you know, keep going, man.
0: Thanks, Pat. I really appreciate it.
1: All right, I hope you enjoyed that coaching call with Ryan. You can find him on Instagram again, ryan.weedon. And then also masters of balayage, B-A-L-A-Y-A-G-E. Super cool. And I'm just so excited to reconnect with Ryan at actually he was at FlynnCon. So by the time this episode comes out, it will have been just a little over a couple of weeks after FlynnCon. And I would have gotten to meet Ryan in person there. And it's kind of cool. We live pretty close to each other. We didn't even know. So I'm sure we're going to hang out more. And then we're going to bring him back on the show to do an update later on. We're going to do some updates very soon here later in the year. We're going to bring some people who are on Ask Pat from earlier in the year bring them back on and catch up with them to see sort of where they're at now so make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already and if you can whatever platform you're using please leave a review for the show they're very helpful and not only for feedback for me but for just everybody else who's considering listening to ask pat also and if you want to get coached just like ryan did today and all the other incredible entrepreneurs here here on AskPat 2.0. All you have to do is go to askpat.com, click on the application button right there in the middle of the page, and tell me about yourself a little bit. And if I reach back out to you, then hey, we're going to make it happen. Get on a call, and we're going to jam and help you through your business. So askpat.com, that's where you go. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you so much for listening, and I appreciate you. Best of luck to you, Ryan big shout out to all the other parent entrepreneurs out there it is not an easy task and to all the spouses of entrepreneurs who are managing kids as well uh like my wife april i mean you guys never get recognition and you definitely deserve to get recognized if not the same definitely more so thank you so much team flynn you're amazing and uh hey next week within a week actually Superfans is going to be live on amazon you have a few days left at the time that this episode comes out to get it on pre order and take advantage of the bonus opportunity. If you pre order Superfans before August 13th, which is the launch day, you can submit your receipt at yoursuperfans.com and we'll get you the audiobook for free sometime during launch week. I'm also going to be headed to Orlando to meet some of you at Podcast Movement 2019. We're gonna be uh, doing a little cool meetup there and it'll be fun to see all the other podcasters there that are in the Team Flynn community who are also going to podcast movement. So looking forward to seeing you there. Look out for me. Please feel free to say hi if you see me. I look forward to it. And hey, last thing, as always, Team Flynn for the win. Cheers. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. So, you can also visit smartpats dot com slash ask pat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course,